In the name of Jesus Christ. Why don't we give God praise right now for all that the Lord has done. Amen. I am so glad that each and every one of you are here this evening. Welcome to the Sanctuary Church. The Sanctuary Church is a place of life. It's a place of hope. It's a place of love. This is a place to belong. And so if you are here today and you are one of our first-time guests, even one of our returning guests today, we welcome you in Jesus' name. We're so glad that you're here. So glad that you're back. We are glad to see what the Lord is going to do in your life this evening. And you have picked a remarkable evening to join us on this Good Friday evening. So I guess as I was preparing for this particular sermon... The question came to mind, what is so good about the Friday when Jesus sacrificed his life for us? Well, in one word, that word is everything. I'm today thankful for the grace of God. Where would I be without the mercy of God? The grace of God being bestowed in my life every single day. I could run away from God's love, but I'm thankful that he's, his love is big enough to capture me. Amen. Aren't you grateful today for God's grace and God's mercy today? Praise the name of the Lord. Now, all around the world, this sacred day is known as Holy Friday, Morning Friday, Silent Friday for some, it's even Sorrowful Friday, especially Good Friday. Some have actually called it God's Friday. Scripture tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been Healed. Amen. I'm thankful today that by his stripes we are healed. Aren't you grateful today? There's healing in the house today. I believe that with all of my heart today. There's physical healing, spiritual healing, emotional healing available in the house today. If you believe that, would you give God praise one more time? Amen. Tonight I want to enlarge the meaning of Calvary, the meaning of the cross, and this day in our minds. Now I know what this day does. It holds before us clarity with power, the way Jesus Christ was always aligning himself to whatever stood at the moment. I mean, every time we see Jesus walking around in scripture, he was always aligning his life with purpose and with truth. Every time I see his life and how he just went about his day and the people that he would reach out to and love on, there was a purpose about him. There is a truth that was within him. And on this day, the cross is really the culmination of that way of being. At any point along the way, Jesus could have simply backed out. He could have backed down. He could have turned away from the sorrow, the pain, the shame that was going to be uh, in front of him and it really ignored the moment. Now, if I was in his shoes, chances are I might have chosen to do that. But I'm thankful today Jesus Christ did not do that. Amen. I'm thankful that he chose to respond in the manner in which was needed for the moment. 
When the soldiers came to arrest Jesus Christ in that garden, in fact, we see him taking those steps forward and asks, who are you actually looking for? Jesus of Nazareth, they say. I am he. He's clear about who he was, and he never denied it one time, even when he could, even when it would have benefited him. Peter cut off the right ear of Malchus, the high priest's slave. Jesus tells Peter, hey, put away your sword. We're not going to need that tonight. Jesus doesn't run. He doesn't fight back. In fact, what we find in this passage is that Jesus remains who he is, and that is a healer. Amen. We serve the healer today. Amen. This healer is in the house. During Jesus' interrogation by the high priest, he says, if I have spoken wrongly, testified to the wrong, but if I've spoken rightly, then why do you strike me? In other words, what we find in the very actions and the words of Jesus was his alignment with truth, alignment with the truth of God's word. When the cock crows, an exclamation point to Peter's three denials of Jesus, Peter turned away from the Lord. Jesus was abandoned, but in that moment, he never abandoned Peter. He never abandoned anyone in this room or those that are watching online. I'm thankful today that he never abandoned me. He never abandoned you. Why? Didn't Jesus speak up before Pilate? I mean, it would have made so much sense in that moment had he just simply said something. Pilate wanted to release him. He could have said, look, I'm not a king. I have no kingdom. I'm just an ordinary guy, an ordinary Jew. Caesar's the one who's really king. But Jesus, he never did that. He refused to play the world's game of power and prestige. According to Luke, Jesus said nothing to Herod. No answers, no argument, no excuses, and absolutely no defense. He knew who he was. There was nothing for him to say in that moment. He gave himself to this kind of courage. He aligned himself with the peace that surpasses all understanding. He was aligning himself to a kingdom, a kingdom of heaven and not of earth. He was mocked. Jesus was struck. He was spit upon. He was given a crown of thorns, but he never turned away. He never shortchanged his responsibility. That courage that I mentioned, he gave himself to a strength within him, a courage that was born of weakness and powerlessness. Because in that moment, he remained the true suffering servant, the lamb slain for the foundations of the world for our sake today. Pilate said, here is your king. Jesus carried his cross to Golgotha. That's where he was crucified. What we find in the passage is Luke tells us that on the cross, Jesus prayed forgiveness for those that were about to murder him. 
He protests the injustice done to him, not with revenge, but with love and forgiveness. Jesus, he aligned his life in such a way that justice for the unjust meant forgiveness and not punishment. Today, I'm thankful that God's grace extends to my life. Where would any of us be today without God's grace being made real? Because every single day of every single hour, I consider where would I be without the presence of God? Where would I be without God's love working in my life? And today I am so grateful to declare that his love still shines forth. His grace is still available for all. There is still forgiveness and restoration at the cross of Calvary. And today I'm thankful for his blessing blessings and thankful for his mercy tonight in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in John's account of the gospel Jesus unites his mother with the disciple whom he called the beloved woman here is your son and here is your mother what we find in the life of Jesus Christ or words and, and, and actions centered around relationship, community, love, compassion. These are really the qualities and virtues of a life centered beyond itself. So that when I am looking to be as Christ, I'm called to live in relationship with God and relationship with one another. I'm called to live in community with fellow men and women, young people of faith. I'm called to live arm in arm with you as we go through the highs and lows of life together in one mind and one accord in community together. Right. I'm called to live as Christ did in the spirit of love, loving God and loving my neighbor as myself. And every single day, that love motivating me to fulfill a lifestyle of compassion. God, help me. Lord, continue in that pathway to be able to ask for forgiveness of those who have despitefully hurt me. These are the qualities of a life centered beyond itself. Matthew and Mark tell us that Jesus cried with a loud voice, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In Luke's account, Jesus says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. It's not one or the other. It's both and the same. In one, Jesus has come to his limit. What was spoken in the Old Testament about all the events that had to transpire in order to fulfill prophecy, to fulfill scripture. But in the other hand, what we see is the invitation for future, for a, a hope that is not in the moment, but in the world to come. And today I'm thankful that the grace of God, the hope of Jesus Christ did not end on Golgotha's hill. No, it continues into resurrection story today. And today I'm thankful for what Christ died for me and how he lives in me today. You see, we're called to oftentimes come to our limitations, come to our feebleness, our weakness, bringing all of that to the Lord and say, God, here is all I can do in my own ability. And in that moment, surrender to God and say, but God, I will trust you. I will trust you with my future. I will trust you with my hurts and my pains and my sorrows. I will trust you with my past. And not only that, 
I'm leaning on you in the present moment. If there's one thing I've learned about the past 12 months and then some is we've had to lean on Jesus. Amen. I've tried it. Some have tried it their own way, doing their own thing. But can I tell you that Jesus is the something that we're missing today? Jesus is the something that the world is seeking and searching for today. There is hope and that eternal hope is found in Jesus Christ, our Lord. If you believe that, would you give God praise right now for all that he is doing? We're called to come to our limitations and trust God with our future. Aligning our lives with the master's purpose, aligning our lives with the master's mission. The words, it is finished. These are Jesus' last words in John's account of the gospel. They're not words of defeat. They're not words that are really the end of the story. They're Jesus' recognition that he aligned his life with you and with me. He was thinking about us when he was on Calvary's cross. He was thinking about humanity's sin and how this would be the substitute for all of our sin. His life was never out of sync with his mission, never out of sync with his purpose. His purpose was always and always will be to seek and save the hurting, the lost, the broken, and provide us the healing and the restoration that we can only find in Jesus Christ. His purpose, his life was always about his mission. And that mission for that moment, that season was coming to an end. It was coming to completion. All along the way, Jesus was turning and aligning himself in two directions. He aligned himself with the present moment, with people, with events, with circumstances. Suffer the little children, right? Let the little children come to me. You know, I want the kids to come to me. I want them to know that I love them. I mean, there was something about God's grace and his demeanor that he would speak to the tax collectors and the publicans and the sinner and the prostitute. I mean, he did not care who he reached out, but he was going to reach out in love to them. Why? What was so different about him? He was aligning himself with the people and the circumstance and the needs that presented themselves before him, regardless of who it was, their stature in life, their position. He didn't care about any of that. He just knew that they were somebody hurting. <laughs> he would leave the 90 and nine, the Bible says, to go after the one. That's the kind of love that Jesus has for me. That's the kind of love he's had for all of us here today, amen? I'm grateful for that today. We, when we think about his life, his alignment was with the horizontal axis of life. What we see in the natural, the present day things that we encounter on a daily basis, this horizontal axis of life. But we also see, see him align himself with the calling for living with eternity 
in perspective. There was something about Jesus that he always had his mind and ideas fixed upon what was to come. There was a love. There was a power within him. Forgiveness, peace, mercy, and justice. We see him hospitable. We see him provide healing for someone that didn't even deserve any healing. There was truth when he walked down the streets of Galilee. When we think about his life, He aligned himself with the vertical axis of life. There was this vertical and horizontal axis. There was something about him that was complete. The picture that I'm drawing is that when our lives are lived in the shadow of Calvary, when our lives are lived in the shadow of the cross, what we understand is the immense price that was paid for you and for me so that we might have the hope of eternity, the hope of glory to one day walk the streets of gold with the Lord. One day have our eyes wiped with the tears, the stained carpet of pain that we've experienced in this life. One day all of that be washed away and we'll be able to celebrate with the Lord. We'll be able to say, God, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for saving a wretch like me. Thank you for delivering delivering me and sustaining me in the face of sin. What does this alignment look like in our lives? I guess the question tonight is how do we then align our lives with the plan and the purpose of the master? How do we align our lives with God's purpose and God's plan for us? Our staggering debt of sin past, present, and still to come was paid in full on Calvary's cross. When Jesus put himself in sin's dark place, that pits of wrongdoing. He was bruised for our iniquities, the Bible says. He was buried, but he rose again on the third day. He did so as our propitiation, our substitute on Calvary. He paid the ultimate price so that we might live with him. Because of his sacrifice, on that Good Friday many years ago, grace was poured out like a river of living water. It was poured out like a river of living water. Jesus bought the gift of forgiveness. He brought this gift to a hurting, a dying, a sin-filled world. But can I tell someone tonight that there's so much more There's so much more available today. Yes, I'm thankful for forgiveness, but can I tell you that we can find new life in Jesus Christ. We can find grace and mercy, but we don't have to be stuck in our past. We today can find the resurrection story being made real in us this evening. On that Easter morning, angels were shouting triumphantly, He has risen. Praise God. I'm thankful God's not dead. He's alive. Amen. I'm thankful Jesus is not stuck in a tomb somewhere, but He is alive today. He has risen, and therefore we too can be risen. Not only did He set us free from the penalty of sin, 
he gave us the assurance that we too can find eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. In the same way Jesus rose from the dead, so we will do so also on that glorious day. Just imagine it. In the face of betrayal, abandonment, torture, death. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew, but after I have been risen from the dead. There was no doubt that this was going to occur. There was going to be a fulfillment of messianic prophecy, prophecies of Messiah that would transpire, transcend everything. It would be without a doubt the greatest miracle that the world would ever see. There was no doubt in his mind and there ought to be no doubt in our minds either. He died heart broken <laughs> at times. His heart was breaking at the hands of people. But I'm thankful that he rose victoriously, defeating death, hell, and the grave. Today, can I tell someone, it might feel like Golgotha's story is all that we've got. That we've got the pain of Calvary. That's all we can see in the moment. Perhaps that's where we are this evening. But I want to declare today that he is not dead. He is risen today. Amen. I'm thankful that his love can be showered upon us. Even tonight, we can find grace in his sight and healing and restoration. Yes, One author said this. Jesus vanquished principalities and powers. He overcame sin and Satan, death and hell. And he overcame the world and the flesh. Today, I want to declare somebody in this room that you too can overcome the world. You can overcome the flesh. You can overcome whatever has come your way. I don't know what we've been experiencing today, some of us online, some of us here in person, but can I tell someone that he still lives, Jesus Christ still lives, and he is ruling and reigning upon the universe today. He loves you, he loves me, he has not given up on us tonight, and he has a plan for our life. We who have been hurt can find healing and restoration in the sight of Jesus Christ. Even though we see Jesus broken on Calvary's cross, he, we can never fully comprehend all that occurred in that moment. Yet we see Jesus, he remained true, strong. He chose to endure it all for us. The suffering servant extends grace to remind us that we don't have to be stuck in our struggle. We don't have to be stuck in our pain tonight. He never intended for anyone to remain in our pit of despair. Let me encourage someone today. The last several months have been difficult for someone in this place. But can I tell you, God was never intending us to remain in our pit of despair, in our pit of discouragement. He wants to help us out of the pit today. He wants to deliver us. He wants to strengthen us. He wants to heal us today. If you believe there's a healer in the house, would you declare it together? Because I know that he's healed me. I know that he's delivered me. And I believe there's a testimony, a 
witness in the house today that declares, yes, God is faithful and God is still able to bring healing to our lives. Jesus brought beauty out of the brokenness of the cross. His beauty that we find is beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. His sacrifice offers forgiveness for our sin. The power of resurrection provides us hope for our future. He loved, he gave. There was no other way but this. And so as we enter into tonight, as we enter into this weekend, may we take a closer look at the reality of it all. The suffering that occurred on Calvary's cross, the high sacrifice that was paid by Jesus, the pain that was endured. May we consider the great cost of Christ's gift, the love that was on display and demonstrated to all of us. And today, freedom that's available for all. I'm thankful that we find freedom in Jesus Christ. Amen. There's freedom in the Lord today. We don't have to be bound any longer. We can find freedom in him. It's not a flowery picture of fluff and stuff, but can I tell someone it is the greatest story ever told. Incredible sacrifice, amazing grace today. I'm thankful for the cross, amen. I'm thankful for what it represents in my life today. We remember tonight the pain, the suffering of the cross. All that Jesus was willing to endure so that every one of us could be set free, so that we would have the hope of eternity with him one glorious day. He paid the ultimate price, the great sacrifice to offer us life eternal. May we never take for granted this gift of love on our behalf. In Jesus' name, why don't we stand? In a moment, we're going we're to pray first. We're going to take some time and pray. Following the prayer, we'll conduct our communion service. But in this moment right now, someone in this room needs to find forgiveness. You need to find the healing that you need. Someone in this room, someone online, needs to find what they've been searching for all this time. For whatever reason, perhaps we've been distracted or things have gotten in the way. Life has kind of just happened to us, and we find ourselves further from the cross than we would like to be. Today is your moment to change. Today is your day for restoration. Today is your day to find forgiveness and healing. The fact that Jesus would pray for the very people that were about to hurt him. Father, forgive them. They don't, they don't know what they're doing. They know not what they do. That kind of grace was evident. That kind of love, compassion was evident in the life of Christ. So much so that even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for me and you, for us. That's how much he loves us. Can we take a moment and just raise our hands to the Lord? I'm going to offer a prayer with us today. We're going to pray. And we're going to pray for God to forgive us right now and that God would help us. Because I believe before we can move forward, we've got to take a moment and examine ourselves. We're going to do that right now. 
Dear Lord, I pray right now, every person in this room today, God, I pray that you will forgive us. Forgive us, God, for being too busy. Forgive us, God, from being distracted by other things. God, forgive us from not fully recognizing who you are and not freely giving to you our lives daily for what you have done. We're thankful today for Calvary's cross. We're thankful, God, that by your stripes, we can find healing today. We thank you for the huge sacrifice that was paid so that we might have life in you. Today is the day that sin has been defeated. Today is the day that death is about to be conquered in the name of Jesus. Your power, Lord, is everlasting. And I pray your spirit move freely in this house right now. God, that you will do only what you can do, that you will minister and that you will touch and that you will bless and transform us now, I pray. Let us pour out our lives before you. We surrender, God, to you. Forgive us now of anything that is not like you. Transform us now. Make us more like you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, would you just begin to love the Lord right now? We're going to sing, but let's just take a moment, begin to thank God for what He's... You're welcome to come and pray right now, right where you are, begin to pray. But let's just take a moment and begin to pray, begin to seek the Lord and say, God, here is my life. Here is what I've been going through. We, we, can, we can take a minute and do so. I believe the presence of God is here. The Spirit of the Lord is in the house. What you're feeling right now, that's the presence of Jesus Christ. His Spirit is ministering. He's healing. He's touching. He's blessing. Can you just make some room in your heart right now for the Lord and say, God, here is my life. Lord Jesus, do it only you can do a supernatural work inside of me. Let's all pray. The presence of God is here today. Let's all pray.